Because Avram and Yeshaya? It's, it's Shaya, is his grandfather, and he wants it. Yeah, so Avram is out. Turns out. No, so where did the Av come from? It came he likes from Avram. I, li- I like Avram. So it's out. Yeah. So just go Yeshaya. Like Yaya's brother? But he doesn't, he likes he doesn't like yeah. it. He, li- he likes Avishai better than Yeshaya. Yeah. You should know, we actually don't name our kids Yeshayahu, which was the full name of Yeshaya. Because Yeshaya had an untimely death. He was killed by his grandson, yes. the King Manasseh. So to Yumiyohu, you hear a kid named Yumiyohu, Yumiya. We change it a drop because there's an Indian. Well, Chizkiyah, they added, added to him extra years. Chizkiyah didn't die young. Yeshaya so and Yumiya. So why don't we do Chizkiyah? Oh, why don't we do As an Indian, if someone died early and they were supposed to, you shouldn't name if someone yeah, had a tragic passing, yeah. In fact, I know there was actually That's a big Chassidish Rebbe who had a Chassid who was becoming Lubavitch or whatever it was that. He wanted to name his kid that Menachem Mendel. And the Chassidish Rebbe told him that because our Rebbe didn't have kids, you shouldn't name after him. Name Menachem Mendel, but have in mind the Rimenover. Mendel of Rimenover, one of the early great Chassidish Rebbe's. Well, that's what David. So we, well, that's how it came up. The Rebbe, the Rebbe wanted people to name after the Tzemach Sedek. That's how the name got going. That's how so, I'm named after. Is a guy so, 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 I mean, one guy once said, was screamed at me, says, what are you, a fool? The Rebbe said that Tzemach Sedek, but he wanted people to be named after him. I told him, listen, we're, we're not Sfardim of Yerash Ashkenazim. We don't name after people that are still alive. Mm-hmm. And you have a... That's what that guy said. <laughs> punched, I would have punched <laughs> him. Was, you're a better man than me. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, the topic, doctors. In this week's parsha, we have the idea of a doctor we have already before. Ani Hashem Reifech, the Ebesh is our doctor, it says in Bishalach. But uh, here we have Verapo Yerape, that a human being can be a doctor. So if anybody wants to get some doctor jokes off their chest, now's the time. Uh, the lawyers and the doctors that. There was a doctor in Shul. The whole Shabbos is plastered with questions. He sees as a lawyer. Very well known. Everyone knows the joke. No, no, say it. No, everyone knows the joke. I need to learn it. I don't know the joke. There's a. He sees as a lawyer in the Shul, sitting on the side. No one disturbs him. The whole Shabbos, no one. So the doctor approaches the lawyer, he says, what's your trick, what's your secret? No one bothers you and me, I can't breathe over here. So the lawyer tells him, it's very simple. If anyone asks me for advice after Shabbos, I send them a bill, and that's it. I never hear from them again, that's why no one bothers me. The doctor's like, that's fantastic. After Shabbos, he comes home, he sees a bill in the mail from the lawyer. <laughs> so I'm going to begin with the following story which is Mamish, a marvelous, a marvelous Maisa. It's a deep story. Happened about a hundred years ago in Slutsk, in uh, Belarus, in White Russia. There was a great rabbi there named the Ridvaz. The Ridvaz. Ridvaz is what it's called, and he was a big, big rav, a big gone. And the following story took place. There was a Yiddish butcher who had, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a big money maker, but he had his butcher shop going, and it was one Thursday afternoon, the busiest day of the week, people are coming to buy flesh for Shabbos, and the chveis, like 5 p.m., all of a sudden, he claps and he says, everybody out, I'm closing the store, it's time, closing the store, and there were many people in the store wanting to buy, he said, I'm sorry, you can come back tomorrow, 
Or if you want, I'll come back face later. Between 7 and 8, I'll be open again. But I'm sorry we have to close. And uh, there happened to be a big doctor who was nearby, who was a Yid, not from at all. And he witnessed this. And he asked the butcher, you're not a wealthy man. You know, Thursday afternoon, this is your time of the week. And you're just sending everybody out. Why? So the butcher says, it's you know, Mincha time, I have a shear. And the doctor's like, you serious? And the butcher says, listen, you can't just be concerned about this world. You've got to be concerned about the world to come. There's a vital world as well. So sometimes you've got to make sacrifices. So the doctor laughed and he said, you believe in that stuff? You think you're actually going to have a, a place in the world to come? There's no such thing. And the butcher says, well, maybe for you there isn't. But... Uh, for someone who keeps mitzvahs, we hope that there actually is. So the doctor was kind of t- taken aback. But then he c- comes to his senses and he tells the butcher, <laughs> you think there's Olam Haba? I'm going to sell you my Olam Haba. The butcher says, for how much? It sounds as quite a few stories that have this similar part to it. And yeah. the doctor says, uh, what do you have in your wallet? You had a, uh, a dollar or something? The doctor said, that's good enough. The butcher gives him the dollar. They shake hands. Maybe they even wrote it down. They, uh, the arrangements were made. The doctor walks off laughing to himself. And the butcher runs off to Shul. This happened when the butcher was still yet uh, a younger man. Decades pass. Decades. He's still in his butcher store. And one day, a woman, an older woman, but a respected, aristocratic woman, walks in. And the butcher says, hello. She says, hello. She says, I'm not here for any meat. She says, I'm the wife of Dr. So-and-so, the big doctor. By now, the doctor had passed on. She said, my husband came to me a little while ago in a dream. And he says, when he was, uh, when he went to heaven, the following thing happened. They judged him, and they weighed his mitzvahs, they weighed his averis on a scale, and it really wasn't looking good. Mamash, well, he barely had any mitzvahs to his name, he was a sinner. But he, com- he said, Bezin, I was a doctor for decades, I healed so many people, and many of them were poor, and I never charged them. Poor people came through my door for free. That got to be worth something. So the Bezin says it is. It is, and you have a good tiner. The problem is you forfeited your portion of the world to come. You already you sold it. You sold it. So, so the guy's like, what do you mean I saw it in the back? They said, listen, somebody else owns it. You got to buy it back from him. I can't. I'm already in the, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the wrong place. Well, your wife is still there. Give her the message. She comes his wife in a dream, and she has this whole story in a nightmare. She doesn't have it once. She has it night after night after night and yet she, 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 she was going Meshuggah berserk so she came to the butcher and she said listen I'm going to pay you back the dollar however much it was we need the we need, we need the Olam Haba back and the butcher says listen the Eibishter knows if I'm I'm, I'm the Tzadik you know I don't know if I myself have a future in Olam Haba but now that you're telling me that this doctor has lots of mitzvahs he saved people's lives for free he has big merits, and I own it. I ain't giving that up. I bought it. I rightfully bought it. It was his idea to sell it. I paid for it. This is, I ain't giving this up so fast. And the woman was crying, and he said, no, 
and the, they said, you know what, let's go to the Rav. So they went to the Ridvaz. So the Ridvaz was the Rav at the time, about 100 years ago. And he, he, hears, he hears a story. This is, not a, this is not an everyday story that comes to the rabbi. So the Rav says, you know what? He sets a time. He sets a place. It's going to be in the big shul at a certain amount of time, at a certain time of the day. Both of them should be there. And they're going to have a din Torah. Word spreads around the whole city about this fantastic machlekes. And when the day of the court case came, the shul was packed. The whole city came. People took off work. The whole city came just to see this uh, spectacle. You know, his taina, her taina, the dreams. What's the rav going to say? The whole town was there. The lawyers were there. Everyone was there. The shoemakers. From not so from every Jew in town came just to just you know just to be there. It's, they hush the crowd, it's shash still. The woman gets up and says her taina, as we as as we reported. The Rav tells the butcher, no, what do you say? He gets up and says his thing. He says he bought it, he owns it, he has no reason to after this whole dream's fakert, now he doesn't want to give it up, he knows it's worth something special. So the Rav says, I need a half hour, half hour of deliberation. He went to his room, don't know if there were other Rabbanim with him, but during that half hour intermission, the whole shul broke, the whole shul broke out into chatter. Everyone's talking, you know. You had people saying, she's right, he's right, what? Yeah, yeah, well, he's saying the doctor only sold it because he didn't know what he was saying, he didn't think it was real. But if, if he, he knew, yeah, if you sell a, a piece of diamond and you think it's glass, you sell it for a dollar. You thought it was a CC. But if many people but it was tell really you that diamond. the diamond's real and you just go, no, it's not a diamond. It's not a diamond. Yeah, he was even like mocking even, the guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He was mocking him. I know the concept and I, you believe in it and I don't. Like, he didn't believe it because he didn't know. You know, it's like when you, you tell a coifer, you know? Part of the chatter. It's like you tell a coifer, the, the, the God that you don't believe and I don't believe in either. It's because they have a wrong perspective. That's why they choose not to believe in it. Anyhow, it's an interesting thing. So the whole place was full of talk, chatter, this way, that way. After a half hour, the advice comes out. Shash, still can hear a pin drop. And he says... I've come to a psak, and the psak has three parts. Number one. Number one, the sale was initially void. Was what? Void. The, it's a, the initial sale was void. We have to listen to the whole thing. Why was the initial sale void? You can't sell mitzvahs that you've done. When it comes to Yisachar and Zvulun making a partnership, I'll pay you and, you know, and some of the learning that you do gets accrued to me. That might work for future things, but you can't sell a mitzvah that you've already done. And the Ritvaz says the following, following Moshal, imagine you spend a month in the Swiss Alps and you're doing your, your working physical labor, pleasurable labor in the mountains, and uh, you're getting paid for it, but you're also enjoying the air. And you know, it's just uh, this, the scenery is so serene and beautiful, calms your nerves. And uh, the exercise and the labor that you did built up your muscles. After a month, you know, your health has improved. Imagine you would tell your employer, you know what? 
all the physical benefits that I got from this month here in the Swiss Alps, I want you to transfer it to another fellow. Can't do it. It's not transferable. These are things that are so united with you, it's not something that's transferable. The money, the wage that he's going to get at the end of the month, he can tell the employer to transfer it. But not the physical benefits that came from actually being there begufa with his body. So the advice says the same thing when you do a mitzvah. It's not, it's not physical cash. The Abish is going to give you a reward, even a spiritual reward. It's something happens to your soul. And you appreciate the beautiful air, so to speak, is what you're going to get in Gan Eden. It's not transferable. And therefore, the sale of Olam Haba is void. So why, why did he land in Gan Eden? <coughs> Probably didn't let him in. There's three, part, the three parts to the Psaac. Yeah, that was the first part. The first part is that the, that it was not, the sale was void. Because of this reason. Yeah, because you can't sell it. It's not, it's not, uh, there's no. Here's the second installment. Even though the sale is void, the doctor still forfeited his portion in the world to come. Because the Gemara says in Kedushin, if somebody at the end of their life um, re openly regrets all the mitzvahs they did, they lose all the merits of the mitzvahs. It's called if someone's toya ala rishaynas. If somebody completely regrets mitzvahs they did, they can lose the credit for it. By this doctor laughing and, you know, and uh, belittling the whole Elam Haba, he lost it. So he didn't sell it, but he forfeited, he lost it. So then the whole shul starts crying, oh, yeah, yeah. But here comes the clincher. And the advice says, but, but, but. Hitaka forfeited it. But look what happened through this whole story. By him coming into the dreams to his wife and the wife bringing the butcher to the dentary, you see what's happened? The whole town, the whole city has come here. People that aren't from are here in the shul. And you know what they're busy discussing? They're getting caught up in the discussion. And they're busy discussing, was the Elam Haba sold? Was it not sold? You have lawyers who weren't from who were getting involved in the legal aspects of the case. People that haven't thought about Elam Haba for decades all of a sudden are having a real argument you know, with real logic. And the he says, so the Rav says, fascinating. The entire city has just been uplifted. What was the second thing again? That he forfeited because he uh, regretted it. The first part is the sale was void. The second part is, but he forfeited anyways because he regretted, so he laughed, he belittled it. Him that if he gets it back, he can kind of get it. Because he didn't know how. No, he didn't, why, if no, she buys by it back. It all together, that's no, by getting it, no, by getting, well, well, well listen, listen. Well, he that's, was already covered. He already it's gave it up, it doesn't exist. Okay, okay, I hear the question. Right, but, but let's just finish the third part. So the Rav said it's fascinating. Because of what this doctor has done, you had the entire city has just been elevated. And you have people that who knows what's going on in their personal life with Tere Mitzvahs, but they took off a day from work and they're busy back and forth discussing Olam Haba as if it's something real tangible in front of them. This doctor belittled Olam Haba, but then he just made it real for hundreds and hundreds of people. And because of that, with that schus, is going to get it back. And that was the third psak of the... Of the that was the third psak. Now psak. became a mitzvah. <coughs> no, in other words, he gets it back because if you cause the, the rabbim to have a merit, it all gets accredited to you. So because the whole city is now kochin in Olam Haba because of him, so now he's not going to be it's let in. He's the, he's the... New Olam Haba that he's getting. That one was not for it could be. It could be. Granted, part, yeah, it could be. Reason, you can also say schar mitzvah mitzvah. So the only way you can have the schar is, is, is the mitzvah itself. The mitzvah itself is the schar. So 
Right, and if you forfeited it, the shilas when when you forfeit it, is it lost forever, or it's just been removed from you, and you have to yeah, somehow get back. it back? You have to somehow get it back. It's Anyhow, but this is the the fascinating story. It's a Balshemtiv story. The same. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's obvious. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no but here. Oh, wait, so yeah, so all these stories of people buying alam haba, according to the first thing that Yudah says, wasn't the, can't do that. Right. All these stories of buying what's that, that was his opinion. That's his opinion. What's it's a big sugya. We'll have a share about it sometime when it comes to selling mitzvahs. Because it has to do with the whole sugya of the Yisachar and Zvulun. Oh, the Tilum Zagar. Chaim the Tilum Zagar. Or different to any of them. The back of the Tilum. He said, I have a schos, I'll give it up. Oh, right. The guy that had the. Yeah, 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 the Lichtik, the Lichtik. And the town was saved because of yeah. So if I have Epizus Chus, right? Because it's Mukhtar. There's a Gemara that talks about you can but only sell. That wasn't sold. That was. That you can was, only that sell the mitzvahs beforehand. You can't come later on. Sachrin Zvulin, remember we had this whole thing in the Gemara. Yeah. Sachrin Zvulin, I can make a deal with you, and my learning for the next three days is going to be on your right, test. Right. I can't come and say the last three. Give me fifty bucks in the well, last that, three days. Well, I learned. Well, we, we just said that a few minutes ago, but that's not. Uh, it's not okay. universal. It's not, but the whole Shachrin Tari Gemara. The end of Moshkana is you can't. Well, usually we say, usually we say, we say, Fakert, you can't sell something which doesn't yet exist. Usually no, we say the can, opposite. You can take a price. You can say, if you give me now, I'll learn in the next three days it's yours. But the Gemara, the Maskana, the Gemara, remember I was here with Obi, we were oh, looking at Oh, the Gemara in Saita. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a while ago. That was a long time ago. That was like ago. three years ago. Yeah, almost. I, I got him where he was wrong. <laughs> well, all right. That's what you're yeah, okay, all right, fine. Let's, let's, uh... <laughs> We got it. I, that, remember that, that was about the two brothers, two Shimon brothers and Azariah. Exactly. Shimon and, and they Azariah. brought yeah. in from Yisachar that you can thing. only okay. do it. Anyhow, this is, uh, yeah, what? And you were talking here. No, so you see you from over here, away, no, 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 you see from over here that this doctor, this chusim that he had from Gan Eden was all the fact that he had healed people. It was, in other words, as far as Torah Mitzvah, he had nothing. But the fact that he had healed people had he not sold his Olam Haba, he would have had an entry there just because of the fact yeah. that he was a good doctor. That makes sense. That's it. Well, well, I'll, well let's see. Let's see. So the Gemara in the end of Kedushin says the, the best yeah. doctors go to Gehenim. Yeah. So we're going to come back to that, but I'll just tell you that the Magid of Mizrich had a student. And this student of the Magid was a doctor. And he was learning the end of Masech to Kedushin where it says, Toiv Shebarei from the best doctors go to Gehenim. Imagine where the bad doctors go. Anyhow, so he went to the Magid and he asked the Magid, what, I'm a doctor, what's this Gemara mean for me? So the Magid told him, how many brachas are there in Shemayin Esra? 18. Because they don't say... Toiv is Gematria 17. The ones that only do exactly. Toiv the doctors that only daven 17 brachas. They don't really believe Rafa'enu Hashem guards the healer. They think they're the healer. Yeah, yeah, the they go to Gehenim. But if you if the doctor is not toiv because he davens all eighteen, he believes God's the healer, then he'll uh, he ain't going to Gehenim. Anyhow. But what's the pasht the pshat? The pasht of the pshat is that uh, we had a shear a year ago. I did it recently with the bochum again. All about Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, face. We the face and if he had a bet. So so the source of that story is in the commentary to Ferris Yisrael. The Tiferes Yisrael Bissol Lifshitz was a student of Rabbi Kiva Eger. He lives in Germany. And on that Gemara in the end of Kedushin, he brings the story of Moshe Rabbeinu's portrait, without going into all the details. But he brings it and he says, just like Moshe Rabbeinu says, yeah, I had a 
awful Yetzirah, but I broke myself. And that's why I became worth something. You know, to break your midas and... So based on that, he says, you know what the Pshad of Toiv Shebrei from the best doctor? When a doctor is cocky and thinks that they have the answers to everything, and, you know, there's no uncertainties, I'm sure, about this, and they don't uh, um, discuss and converse with their, with their uh, contemporaries and other doctors, but they feel such a gaiva, you know, like sometimes you do see by doctors. Sometimes you have humble doctors, but often a doctor, you know, walks down the street with the nose up and everything. You just feel the aura of, uh, of, uh, of Yeshus that the fellow has. And the person never works to try and break their midas, their humility, but they just allow themselves to, you know, become more arrogant and more arrogant. That type of person goes to Ganem. If the doctor thinks he's a good doctor, that's the simple shot. Someone who thinks is a good well, similar to what the Magid said. The Magid just made a gematria. But it's the same idea. When the doctor that thinks he's a good doctor, you know, he forgets about God and Fakert, he, you know, becomes a. He has humility, then. Exactly. Fine. But that's going to come, that, that Gemara will come back up soon. Anyways, we begin with number one. Number one is a Gemara, it's found twice in Shas, in Brochus and in Baba Kama. The Tanya, the Braises says, Devei Rabbi Shmol Oymer, the Yeshiva of Rabbi Shmol said, Verape Yerape, this week's Pasha, we read, if two people get into a fight and one of them knocks the other one bad, he has to pay. Like we spoke on Sunday, there's five things he has to pay. Damage, pain. Embarrassment. Embarrassment, yeah. Verape doctor bills. Says Rabbi Shmol. Mikan, from here you see. Shenitin reshus l'roife l'rapois. A doctor has permission to heal. That's the simple meaning. From here you see a doctor has permission to heal. What does that mean? Look at Rashi number two. Rashi says there in Baba Kama, the doctors have permission the rappers to heal. The lawyer minon, and we don't say Rachmana Mache, the Abishta caused him to be ill, the ill masse, and this guy's intervening and trying to heal him. You know, as Rashi saying, without the Pasuk, you would say, if somebody's ill, God made him ill. Who do you think you are to try and circumvent the Xayer of God? Rachmana Mache, God. God punished him. God stroke, uh, striked him. The ill masse and the doctor wants to heal him. That's what one would have thought. Comes the pastor and says, "No, a doctor has permission to heal." Turn this rufus with Rabbi Akiva. Exactly so about a poor like, man. About yeah, a poor man. Like he was on uh, onto something. Yeah. How can but the the Torah also says give stucker. So you could say the same thing. Right. But the funny thing is, if you look anywhere in Shas or Medrash, has. The Tunis Rufus told Rabbi Akiva, you can't give money to the poor. Imagine, Tunis Rufus said like this, after the Churban, you guys are considered not children of Hashem, you guys are considered servants of God. If a Yid is poor, it's like a king taking a servant and throwing him into a prison cell. If someone comes in the middle of the night to feed the prisoner, the king will be upset. Shabbi Kiva told him, you got it wrong. We're still the Abish's children. Imagine a king would put his son in a prison cell and say no one should feed him. If nonetheless, despite the king's ruling, someone comes and feeds the prince, the king ultimately will be happy. That was Shabbi Kiva's response to Tunis Rufus. Unless they're crazy. What? Unless they're crazy. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, well. So the Bikiva agreed that a poor man, fine, the Abishta made exeda, but the Abishta is happy if somebody, uh, you know, breaks it. But you, you don't have anywhere in Gemara where the Gemara says, ah, it says in Pashas Re'eh, give Stalker, it says in Mishpat, in, in, in Kesset, give Stalker, Mikan, from here you see, you have Rishus to give Stalker. It doesn't say that anywhere. It's as if when it comes to Stalker, it's obvious you can give. Yet when it comes to Rafua, we need this Pasuk. Well, what's going on over here? Look at number three. Toysfus, Shenit Nerushus Laroi Falarapus, is Toysfus there in Babakama. Vim Toymar, Vahomirape Lachudishaminale. Why does it say Varape, Yurape, double expression? To say Rape, why the double expression? The Yeshloimar Toysa answers, and this is already getting critical. The Hava, Mino, I would have thought, Hani Mili, when is this? Mako Bideodam. If somebody was smitten by another fellow, a doctor can heal him. Which is the case in Pashas Mishpat, and the two people are having a fight. If it would just say for Rappe, you would think there and only there a doctor can intervene. But if somebody gets an illness from heaven, you know, there's no, you can't see where it came from. Mamish came from heaven. If the doctor heals him, it's as if his, his uh, breaking the decree of the Kamashmon. That's why you need the extra word, the Shari, that is permitted. So from Toysus, you could say the difference is by stock. If somebody's poor, you can't pinpoint and say, God made him poor. But if somebody, Mitamol, got sick, right. it's, it's almost like the Abisha threw a lightning bolt at the guy. Right. You know, there's more reason to think that <laughs> all, the Abisha made him ill now. It's apparently a message from God. So I can't intervene. So Toysus says, that's why I need the double lotion, which means like this. If I wouldn't have any, if I wouldn't have either of the words, you would think maybe a doctor can't even heal. <coughs> now, what would be the reason for that? Because divine intervention. If Reuven smashes Shimon, you would say like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, if Reuven hits Shimon, Shimon should know this was meant to happen. Reuven didn't have to hit him, but as far as Shimon's concerned, it was supposed to be. So you might think, so the doctor will say, ah, how can I heal him? So I need Verape for that. But even once you have that, it's not the same as if Reuven Stam got hit by a lightning bolt from heaven. If it directly came from heaven, it looks like you, in a greater sense, you're, inter, you're breaking, um, undermining the decree of God. That's why I need both words. That's what Toysus points out. Interesting. Interesting. Number four. This is from Toysus. It's called Toysus Rabbi Yehuda HaChosid. For many years, people thought it was from the famous Rabbi Yehuda HaChosid, who wrote Sefer Chassidim, who was from the Chassidei Ashkenaz, the pious men of Germany in the 1100s. But uh, ultimately, they realized it's not from him. It's from someone else who was also called Rabbi Yehuda HaChosid, Rabbi Yehuda Ser Leon. Not from Ser Leon in Africa, but he was in France, in Paris. But Yehuda's a lion. He was called Ser Leon, like Mr. Leon. Sir, Ser Leon. And he had a big yeshiva in uh, Paris, one of the big Bali Toysus. And in it, he writes like this Mikan from he, number four, sorry, the Torah gave Rashus to a doctor to heal. Hiksha had of Yankiv Moorleans. Rabbi Yankiv Moorleans is also one of the early Bali Toysus. He was murdered. He was murdered, the whole story. But he's also known as Rabbeinu Tam. Not every time we say Rabbeinu Tam is it the famous Rabbeinu Tam. 
anyone that's name is Yaakov could be called Rabbeinu Tam, because it says and told us, Yankiv Ishtam was a sincere man, Yoishev um, Oilim lived in the tents, so he was, he was called Rabbeinu Tam of Orleans. And he asked, Pshita, I need a pasuk, Kiloma lo why can't a doctor heal? As if you need a pasuk this week to teach me that, of course a doctor could heal. Vaksiv, it says, when it comes to the pasuk of Hashavah Aveda, we learn out from the extra words, it means if somebody got lost, giving someone proper directions is actually a mitzvah of Hashavah Aveda. The guy himself is lost. So if somebody's lost in directions, you have to help him. Imagine if someone comes and is gushing blood. Of course you've got to help him. It's a no-brainer. The pasuk says you can't stand by while your brother is uh, dying. Now, the pastures, the pastures, that pastures is talking about when someone's dying. If someone's bleeding, you know, and his life's at stake, then that pastor tells you you have to heal him. But if somebody just has a headache and is looking for pills to help his head, um, you would learn that perhaps from Hashavah Saveda. If a guy's lost, you have to help him, then for sure, if he's suffering, you should have to help him. So Rabbi Yankov Morlin says, I don't get it, as if you need a pastor to teach me. Well, Piddish, he answers like this. The Abishta allows that the Roifa can charge. The Kosalka Daitach, you might think she has sin, but he has to do it for free. For the reason we said before, if you see someone drowning, you have to save their life, fee or no fee, right? You don't say, can you afford, what's your insurance? You got to save the guy. So you might think for that very reason, you have a mitzvah to help him. So maybe a doctor can't charge. Uh, <laughs> maybe a doctor a card reader. so that the Chiddush when the Torah says a doctor is allowed to heal it means he's allowed to charge for healing that's the Pshat fascinating Rabbi Yomer says Rabbi Yehuda that his teacher said his teacher no 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 no. equals the three above the taste is up here oh Rabbi Yomer Rabbi Yehuda I believe was a student of the Ri, the Ri himself, one of the biggest of the Balitaisis. Either Virebi Aimidima Hasam, if you would learn from Ashavas Aveda, or you would learn from Loy Samad, Salka Daitak Shirapu Khalom by the Adam, if Ruven hit Shimon. Avu Khaloim Haboy Ma'atzmum, if it comes on its own, Ain Lahem Larapas, you should not heal, Shadoimim Kamavatum Xeras Malus like you're undermining Undoing the decree of Kamash Malon Krosh, you're allowed to heal. So that's similar to Taisus in number three. The difference is that Taisus says we we need rapo yirape. The first rapo is if man hits man. The second yirape is if it comes from God. Right. Taisus in number four he's quoting that the whole rapo yirape is not is not two different limudim. It's one for this at least, and it's teaching you that uh, even if someone got struck by lightning and the like. If someone was hit by another person, I would know that from Loisamad or Damrecha, I would know that from Hashavah Saveda. Fine. So there's a small difference. But ultimately, it seems from Toysus, both Toysusen, that uh, at the end of the day, any illness you have, the doctor has the right to charge. heal and to charge. charge and to heal as well. Fine. Well, that's basically what we knew, right? Anyone gets any illness, you always go to a doctor. Not so fast. Join me in the Ramban in number five. A famous, um, 
Fascinating Ramban. Ramban in Parshas Buchu Kaisai. So people have been studying this Ramban for hundreds of years. And there's people have different ways of reading it. You'll tell me your thoughts on the matter. Vahaklal, there's both of the both the paragraphs here, both columns are from the Ramban. So we begin on the right hand side. Vahaklal, the rules like this. If Yidin are complete, the Rabim, in other words, you have most of the Yidin doing mitzvahs. They're not conf- um, under the confines of nature. Not their bodies. Not the holy land. Not the entire nation. Not an individual. When most people are doing the right thing, then the tzibur plus the individuals get taken care of. God will bless their bread, their water. The Yasir Machlam Akim will remove all illnesses. You won't need a doctor. You won't have to follow doctor's orders, right? Half hour brisk walking every day, this and that. You don't have to do any of that stuff. That says in I am your doctor. Okay, so far, fine. The Ramban is just telling us if we do the will of God, we'll live a supernatural existence. No one will get sick, and obviously, you won't need a doctor. Okay. Says Ramban, when there was prophecy amongst the Yidin during the first Beis Hamikdash, or even before, before the first Beis Hamikdash, during the times of the Shaftim, he says like this: Yikram even if a sin would happen, that they would get sick. The tzaddikim, a righteous man, would never go to a doctor, even though he got sick. It's so bef- different. He's saying that Averis that made people sick. That's exactly what he's saying. In other words, beforehand, he said, if you do the will of God, you won't get sick, you won't need a doctor. And now he's saying, but what if you do get sick because someone sinned? Don't go to a doctor, go to a prophet. Because why are you sick? The sickness is a symbol of an illness in the soul. The Navi can look at you and tell you where you sinned. I know I have it on the next page. I have it on the next page. Yep. Um the Kiinyan Chizkiyo Bachalaisa when Chizkiyo was sick, it says he turns to the he turns to the wall and uh, he turned to the wall by spawn Chizkiya Davin to the Abishta. Because Chizkiya was a righteous man, he knew. If he's sick, it's something in his activities that uh, that's Nishvi Sadav design not appropriate, and yeah, that's what he has to feel. Between you and God, there's no reason to go. It doesn't make sense to go to a doctor. The Amar Akosov further, it says about the king Asa, one of the early kings. There was Shloim had a son Rechavam, who had a son Avia, and then had a son Asa. Asa was a good king, but the Pasuk says, and it's quite a cryptic Pasuk, no details, When Asa was sick, he didn't turn to God, he turned to the doctors. So Frech Ramban, is that one crime or two crimes? One crime he didn't dive into God, number two, he went to the doctors. If it was normal to go to a doctor, mm-hmm. why would the Pasuk mention he turned to the doctors? No, the guilt is only he didn't see God. Mm-hmm. But it's like when a person says, If I say Yankul didn't eat matzah, 
but he ate chametz. It's two infractions. A, he didn't eat matzah when he should have. Worse, he ate chametz. So to he was saying, also did two crimes. A, he didn't dive into the Ebeshte. B, he went to the doctors. If everyone went to the doctors, and the doctors think it's fine, it's only one infraction. He didn't turn to Hashem. It must be going to a doctor who's out of place as well. If you seek God through the prophet, you won't seek out the doctors. And then he coins the phrase, What place do doctors have in the house of one who does the will of God? Hashem promised, I'll bench your bread, your waters, I'll remove illness. And Bechali says, a doctor, back in those days, it was, it was very much all about your diet, what you eat, what you drink. To be careful, what you shouldn't drink, what you should. But the Abishta promises, I'll bench your bread, I'll bench your, your water. In other words, I'll give you the correct food, the correct drink. It'll all be healthy, nutritious with all the vitamins, and there's no reason to go to a doctor. You know... There's a, I would compare this to a statement the Rambam said. But we're going to see some, a number of interesting opinions on the matter. Right, right. The Rambam said if someone eats right and drinks right, I'm, I'm, you know, I can guarantee they won't be ill. Halavai. There's another Rambam in Hilchus Tainus. The Rambam says like this. If the Abish descends a horrible calamity to a community, right, it's an alarm, it's an alarm call. The Abish is, is sending you a message that there's something inappropriate in the way you're acting. And you've got to shape up. And the Rambam says if people ignore the message and they think, ah, oh, this is just, uh, it's nature, it's happening for whatever reason, you know, and they would call professionals to come take care of the issue. The Rambam said it's midasach zoris, it's cruelty on their own souls. How come they're not getting the message of God? It seems like for the Ramban, the same thing is in the, the microcosm of a person. It's not just a calamity of a country or a community. On each individual, if somebody's ill, it's the Abish's message. So you go to a, you got to find out what's, what's the message the Abish is giving you. What's the alarm? What am I doing wrong? Fix it and the illness will leave. It doesn't make sense to go to a doctor. In other words, this is different than what Rashi says in number two. Rashi in number two said there's a Savara not to go, or like Taisa says, not to go to a doctor, because how could I mix in if the Abishta wants somebody to be ill? How could the doctor mix in the Abishta's plans? Here we're saying something else. We're saying there's another reason not to go to a doctor, because it doesn't make sense. The Abishta sent the illness as a symbol for the something not right in your spiritual life, and go fix that. It doesn't make sense to go to a doctor. Continues Rampan. The Kach Omru, the last couple lines of Masech de Brocha speaks about Rabba and Rav Yosef, two of the greatest Amoyroim. Each one had a different field of expertise. Rabba's was in Pilpul, in Lomdus, in scholarship and uh, depth, sharpness, and Rav Yosef was uh, an expert in all information. Rav Yosef was told by some astrologers, you're only going to rule for two years, then you'll die. So he didn't want the job of being rabbi. So he gave it. So Rabbi became the rabbi. Kol Esrin Vitartin Shnin, all 22 years that Rabbi ruled, Rav Yosef, Afilo Umna Rav Yosef didn't even call a, a blood letter to his house. Now, what does that mean? The simple meaning is that back in the day, if somebody was a chosh of a guy, the doctor came to you. 
You're not a chash of a guy. You go to the doctor. Rav Yosef didn't want the astrologers uh, reading that he has two and a half, two years of chashivas uh, to begin, and therefore he wanted to conduct himself as a private, simple citizen for 22 years. He never called the blood letter. He went. He went himself. Means just that he didn't need it. <laughs> oh, so the Ramban, that's how the Ramban learns. Ramban learns why didn't he need it? Because he was a humble man, he was a righteous man. The Abishu never caused him to be, he never needed it. The Abishu never had to send him an alarm. There's a mushal, Tara Deloy Posach La Mitzvah, Posach La Asya. A doorway that doesn't open for a mitzvah will open for a doctor. If you don't open your door, to let the poor man in, then the doctor is going to come visit you. If you don't open your door to do mitzvahs, then the Abish is going to send you a, it'll send you up to lightning bolt, it'll be an illness, God forbid, and then the doctor is going to have to come. It's like, it's like the Gemara says also, if you don't bring your gifts to the Kayan, the Kayan is going to come to your door for your wife being a Saita. The Gemara says that too. So yeah, you got to make sure that... Uh, Back yeah. they keep the doctor away. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear that? An apple a day keeps the doctor away, but only if you have good aim. Very good. He's saying if you don't bring the gifts, the coin comes to you, but for a different reason. That was about the the shaita. We're just we're just jumping. I just wanted to jump on the coin and wow wow wow. And the Ramban and the Rabban continues. The Gemara also says in Brachas she ain't darkum shobin and berufu as eloshenagu. The Gemara says people really don't go to doctors. It's not the appropriate thing to go to doctors. Ella Shadogu Bazai Fitman. Says Rambam, what's the pshat? Because it really is illogical. If God's sending you a message, you've got to shape up. So then shape up and you'll get better. When we go to a doctor's mama, it's, it's not logical. And then he says, Ilu loyhoya darkum burufuas. He says, you know what the Gemara means in Brachas? If people wouldn't get so involved in doctors, then you know when you would get sick? Only when if you sin, the Ebushah sends an illness, and when will you heal? That's how it would be in a perfect world. But we corrupted it. Because we go to doctors for everything, so the Ebushah said, you know what? Because people are busy going to doctors, Hashem says, all right, I'll give you what to go to doctors you for. Cry, yeah, you want to go to doctors, you'll have reason to go to doctors. So it sounds like for the Ramban, it's almost like now a person can get ill even if there's no sin. The Gemara in Shabbos brings a machlekes about this. If yes, Yisudim below oven, would a person suffer without any, any sins? Ramban doesn't quote that Gemara. That's what he seems to say. He, then he says, V'zui kavonas baramam, ah! When it says mikan that the roif has rishus to heal, you know what it means? It's fast. The Ramban says God never said the patient can go to the doctor. The doctor has rishus to heal. The patient has no business going. It doesn't say the choyla has the right to go to a doctor. Really, a choyla, the patient shouldn't go. He should turn to God and say, God, why do you? Why? Why? You know. What's the message here? And you try and fix up your life. You go to a Navi. Really, the Chayla has no business going to a Rafa. Okay, but no. But if someone's sick and he goes to a doctor, because he has that custom, Sashem so tells the doctor, you know what? Have Rachmanus and the guy and heal him. 
He shouldn't go to you, but once he does, you can heal him. That's how the Ramban learns the Gemara. And that's why you need Rishus. He's answering the Kasha different than Rashi and Tosis. You know why the Pasuk had to give Rishus? Because really the patient has no business being there. So who said the doctor's allowed to heal him? So Hashem had to say, there's two different things here. The patient shouldn't be here, but you're allowed yeah, to accept him. That's why you needed Rishus. That's the Ramban's answer to the question. It's like the earliest place where we talk about like being sick and Averis, like that kind of connection? Tani. No, the Gemara it's speaks in, about Yisudim, and Yisudim below Yavin. Uh, illnesses only come because of Averis. It's two opinions in Gemara Shabbat. It's two opinions. The patient is not doing what a frum is supposed to do. But the doctor, the chiddush of the pasuk is the doctor shouldn't think I can't heal him. Maybe the, the, the doctor might think I might make things worse. May who should I should treat him? There's always a chance he might die in my hands. Says so Ramban says, no, you're an expert, you're a boki b'malachahi, and also that the doctor shouldn't think Hashem levada. God is the roifer. So Hashem tells the roifer, don't worry, you don't have to make that um, calculation. I'm allowing you to heal shekvar nogu. You know why? Because the patient's not such a big rasha. The fact is, that's what people do. Those that fight, the, the pasuk in Mishpatim, that hit each other with the evan or the egrof, with the rock, with the fist. The mark is to pay for a fool. Why? The Torah does not rely on miracles. Like it says in Re'e, there'll always be poor people amongst the earth. It's hard to know what he's saying over here. Someone a tiny what the Ramban here is saying at the end that everything I said until now is only for an illness which is kind of on the inside. But if somebody has a gash or if somebody's poshut has a you know um, a blunt injury, he was damaged by a tool or by someone his poshut dripping blood, then you can't rely on a miracle. How's the novi? You know that type of gash, that type of wound. If it's an open wound in the body, it stitches. Right. Where, but if it's mamish something on the inside, that's how someone will learn the Ramban. Although the Ramban doesn't say it clearly, Fakir, the Ramban at the end does seem to, I would say the Ramban is saying, no, really all illnesses are the same. Since the minig is for people to go to the doctor, so therefore if Reuven bashes Shimon, he can't tell Shimon, I'm not paying doctor bills, you should trust in God. Reuven has no right to say that because the minig is to go to well, doctors. Reuven is the one that caused the damage. So, can't. so why can't Reuven tell Shimon, I'm not paying for your doctor bills, go trust in God. Because since the minig is to go to doctors, so Reuven has no right to deny Shimon. He can say that, but right. Reuven hit him. Exactly, right. But the Ramban finishes off again, If the Eibishter really desires your actions, there's no business to go to a doctor. That's the end of the Ramban's piece. Right, pretty fascinating. So again, according to the Ramban, why does the Pasuk have to say a doctor is allowed to heal? Because the patient really has no business going to the doctor. So, so really the doctor should say, how can I heal you? You know, you're not even allowed to come here. The Chiddush is, since the Minigis people go to doctors, like the Ramban quotes from Masech de Brachas, really you shouldn't go, but that's the Minig. So Bemele, the Abisha tells the doctor, no, you can help him, fine. That's what the Ramban says. So the Abishta gave the doctor Rishus to heal. The patient really has no business going there. Fascinating.
Ramban's pretty extreme. Let's see a couple other shittas. Not next page. With number six and number seven are both the Ibn Ezra. The f- number six is Ibn Ezra in our parsha. Number seven is an Ibn Ezra in Tehillim. And the Ibn Ezra is bothered with the same contradiction that the Ramban is bothered with. The Ramban's really bothered with a, a contradiction, which is on the one hand, the Abishta gives the doctor the right to heal. On the other hand, we said the king also was, uh, the, the apostle rebukes him. That he didn't, that not only he didn't dive into God, he went to the doctors. So is going to a doctor negative or not? So what was Ramban's answer? The patient shouldn't go, the but the doctor's allowed to heal. The Benazir says, I have a different answer. Look at number six. Doctors have permission to heal. Only only wounds on the exterior of the body, like the Apostle Kimishpatim. But any internal illness, only the Eibishter can heal. And so it says, The Eibishter causes the pain and he will give the bandage. That's talking when it's an inner ailment, an inner uh, illness. In Mishpatim, the doctor has just to heal. That's when two people go into a fist fight, you know, and there's blood, there's gashes. And there even as a quote, for Kosov Ba'asa, it says about Asa, he had an internal illness. He didn't search for God, he searched for the doctors. Only in the doctors. Right, but the Ramban already said that but if going to the doctor was fine, fine it was just that he, he... only doctor, then it's not. Right, but, right, 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 I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. The way that Ramban worded it was, if the doctor thing was fine, it was only didn't dive into the Abishter, so the Apostle should just say that uh, Asa forgot about God. The fact that it mentions the doctors means that's a point of note as well. So the Ibn Ezra is dealing with the same kasha as Ramban. On the one hand, Asa is uh, rebuked for turning to the doctors. On the other hand, this week's parasha, a roif has the power to heal. So the Ramban's answer is, yeah, the doctor can heal, but the patient really has no business going. The Ibn Ezra's answer depends what type of wound. An external, exterior wound, the doctor has the right. An internal wound, it came directly from God. And like I mentioned, there are some who want to say the Ramban really holds the same way. Because the Ramban most of the time was speaking, you know, when could you say an illness comes directly from God? It makes sense by an inner illness. But if somebody hit you and you, know, you have blood oozing out, Lavdafka the Ramban would say, go to the Novi and ask him what Aveira you did. You know? Even though, ah, if you didn't do an Aveira, why would the Abishtav have allowed Shimon to hit you? Still, but what the Novi is not going to stitch you up. You know, and ha- you know, you can't rely on a miracle. So some say that the Ramban really is the same as this Ibn Ezra. Look at number seven. The Ibn Ezra says something else in Tehillim. It's in Kapitul Lamed Beis. The time the Pasuk says, If one trusts in God, Chesed Yisav then kindness will encircle him. Says the Ibn Ezra, Shaloi Yishan Alarifim. Do not rely on doctors like Asa did. The Dan you should know, says Ibn Ezra. I, the Abish allows Rafu in this week's parsha, Rak Mimakas Ben Adam, only if you were hit by a man. But if, uh, if the illness is, did not come because somebody striked you, then the Abish is your doctor. And the Abishtu will heal you to strengthen your soul and to add your fear of him. So here the Ibn Ezra is saying something similar but different. In number six, in this week's parsha, he says, when do you go to a doctor? For an external wound. 
When do you turn to Hashem? An internal wound. In number seven, he says, similar but slightly different. If, if your wound came from somebody, a person that hit you, even if it's not external, somebody broke your leg, it's not an external wound. Maybe it is, maybe a leg yeah, breaking. It's kind of but uh, it's kind of the same thing, maybe. All right, fine, but it's definitely different words. Here he says that. Right, yeah. It's similar enough, but it's slightly yeah. different. Here he's saying that the barometer is was the pain, was the wound inflicted by another person? Or did it come, Stamas, or you woke up and you had it? Fine. In number six, is a little bit different. It was, uh, is it on the inside or the outside? Fine. Akhoponim, so the Ibn Ezra, though, is reaching this conclusion because he has the same stereotype that Ramban's dealing with. The Ibn Ezra says, we criticize, we criticize Asa for seeking out the doctors. Dov the Melch says until him, trust God when it comes to illnesses. But the Raif has Rishus Larapos. That so must be the doctors talking about the story of Mishpatim. Two people hit each other. It's an external wound. It came from somebody else, etc. Everything comes from that story of Asim. Uh, right. That's that's the big exactly. That's the big story. That's the big story. And uh, if you yeah yeah all right fine. So you have the Ibn Ezra. You have. Let's go to number nine for a second. Rabbeinu Bechaya. Rabbeinu Bechaya says, in this week's parish, V'rapa yerape, kol refu b'basa v'dam, loy metzanu b'chol ha'psksuvim kim b'dagish. Whenever um, a human is healing, it's described in the psukim with a pay. As you mentioned, V'chein ripinu es bavel v'loy nirpasa. We healed... Bovel, she wasn't healed. It's talking uh, people, as scoffers are saying that people. By Hashem, it's always a fey. A pay is considered harsh, kosher. A fey is considered soft. A fey is considered soft. Like you see, heal me, I'll be healed. By the way, the Pesach is strange. Heal me, and I'll be healed. What, what is that supposed to mean? We say in Davening. Heal me, God, and we'll be healed. Well, obviously, if God heals us, we'll be healed. Well, we'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what the answer might be. The heals broken hearts. I will hear their uh, waywardness. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them have done. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep, yep, that is, it is. Well, the Vart is, it's probably saying by the Abish you find both, but by a person it's always with a pay. He seems by the Abish you find Motsino Berofa, by the Abish you find both, but uh, by a regular doctor it's just a it's a pay. Why is that? Vatamboza, you know why? If you get healed by a doctor of flesh and blood, it's not easy. It's not easy. There's it's tests and there's lots of pains. There's, yeah. yeah. Mm. Difficult. The medicine can have side effects. The antibiotics, it kills everything that it comes, right? It's bitter medicine. Tastes terrible. It's soft. There's no pain at all. That's why the Abish's Rafua is sometimes said Rafa. Fe is considered a soft letter in contrast to pay. 
makes you wealthy. It's all good. The Abish's brachas only bring uh, abundance and uh, right, no etzev. No. Oh, and then he says, right. Umasha Omra Zalva Rapa Yerape Mikancha Nitna Rashus Laroife Loy Omru Ella Bamakasha Bechutz. He gives the same answers to Ibn Ezra. It's only for an outer wound. Shakos and Madaba, that's what I was talking about. Avocholi Mibifnim, if it's an inner illness, Ainzet Tolu Biada Roife doesn't depend on the doctor. Ella Biada Roife Kobosa, the Abisha Shabiyada Nefesh Kolchoi. So Rabbeinu Bechaya is going together with the Ibn Ezra. That you don't go to a doctor for inner illnesses, that you turn to God. The Ramban so seemed to Rambam, say he should never go. What? Rambam, he was a doctor. The Rambam, well, but we'll see in the Rebbe's letter Rambam number 10. The Ramban was also a doctor. Yeah, also right. Doctor. So that's why. Uh, so, so the Ramban was also a doctor. So, like I mentioned, there are some that believe that the Ramban in number five agrees to the Ibn Ezra and Rabbeinu Bechaya. He was only talking about inner illnesses, but outer illnesses. You know, the Navi can't, isn't, can't really, you know, no, send the magical himself, stitches. He ended up himself that he's a doctor because that's what everyone is doing, saying. Right, right. But it could also be that he even endorses, if it's a physical wound, to, to go to a doctor. But, like, in any case, Ramban said that ultimately the doctor is allowed to do it. So the fact is that's the minic. That's the minic. Is the Ebenezer He probably studied medicine, but we don't know that he practiced it. Maybe at some point. He tried like he got his hands in lots of things, right? If I would make shrouds, no one would die. If I would make yeah, candles, the sun would never set, that, he that said. Yeah. yeah, that was him. Like and he, he was a writer. He wrote from Parnassus. He wrote. They say the government got it, you know, became, uh, you know, started owning the, uh, the deserts. That, you know, there would be a, a deficit of sand. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wrote for Parnassus. He wrote. Thomas Sowell. So, there happens to be some time that the Ramban is only speaking in a perfect world, you know. If all the Yidna are doing the will of Hashem in a perfect world, that's the way it should be. But ultimately, that's not the reality that, li- that we live in. So there's some that time that the Ramban, like the Ramban finishes off at the end, but the Ramban says at the end, you shouldn't rely on a miracle. What, what, what does that mean? He's saying that everything I said until now about, is just, you know, living in utopia. But in the practical world, you have to go to doctors. Or he only said that about the case when Reuven smashes Shimon. Reuven has no right to say, well, I'm not paying doctor bills, you know, Davin Mincha, and you'll, and you'll get all better. Yeah. He has no right to rely on this miracle. But the patient should. That's what the Ramban does seem to be saying. But the, the Tzitz Eliezer was a, a big Ravener to show a couple decades ago. He writes clearly that he believes the Ramban is just saying, you know, if you live in a perfect world, but there's a base Amiktish and all the Yidna are doing the will of God. But, you know, in the world we live in, the Abish has put us under the rules of Teva. We're not living a miraculous life. We're under the rules of Teva. The Abish also orchestrates Teva. Fine, but that's the game that God plays, the game of nature. And uh, in such a case, Ramban would agree you always have to go to a doctor. That's what the Tzitz Eliezer says. To me, it's not, to me, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't seem that Ramban saying that. Or the Ebenezer, or the Rebbein Bachaya. Well, yeah, yeah. Fine. We continue. Number eight is a Mogen Avram. The Mogen Avram finds itself in Hilchas Shabbos. 
and he's quoting from the Radvaz. The Morgan Avram is in the 1600s. He's quoting from the Radvaz, who was 100 years before him. More, the Radvaz lived a long life. Right? Some say 110 years. And uh, he says like this, Number eight. If a chayla does not want to take the medicine, you force him. You can force him. You can force him. If the chayla says, I need this illness, uh, sorry, this uh, remedy, the doctor says, nah, the guy doesn't need, we always listen to the chayla, even on Yom Kippur. If the chayla says, I need to eat, and the doctor says, you don't, you eat. The heart knows, a person knows what they're really going through. But what if the chayla says, I need this medicine, and a doctor says, it will damage him. We listen to the doctor, and we refrain. We will not allow the chayla to take the medicine. But the first din, that is all from the Radvaz, as you see in the brackets there. So the Morgan Avram's first din that he quotes is that if the Chayla doesn't want the remedy, you stick it down his throat. Oh, so you Rabbi Yaakov Emden, the great Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Now Rabbi Yaakov Emden, you know, it's hard, was he a, a halachist, was he a philosopher, he was everything, you know, he mastered everything. And he writes about this Morgan Avram, about this Psak. He says, this is only true if the medicine is tried, tested, and proven. If it's not, and the doctors, you know, it's a bit of guesswork, they're hoping, you know, it's still in the trial period, you can never force the chayla. If the chayla says, I don't want, because I'm worried this, is this, that, and the other, and it's, you know, it's, there's really no proof that it could help, the Rabbi Yankivemden says you cannot force the chayla to take it. And in that discussion, Rabbi Yankivemden speaks about that uh, he quotes the idea of the Ibn Ezra, Rabbeinu Bechaya, external wounds versus internal wounds. External wounds where the doctors know for sure that's why the doctor has the right to heal. But the, in, in other words, the, what's the pshat in the Ibn Ezra, Rabbeinu Bechaya, the distinction of external internal? Internal wounds? Very often it's guesswork. Try this. Someone has this, you're not feeling well, this, that, or the others. I can tell you, it's, lo, lo, it's, all, it's all guesswork. Okay, the Maharsham already time is 100 years ago, right? That if you use. Um, right, so in other words, so, so, so the Poiskim Taina, no, the Poiskim Taina, no, 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 X rays, X rays, some Poiskim Taina X rays is already considered like external. The idea of the Ibn Ezra wasn't so much external, internal. Yeah, okay, it's does the doctor, can the doctor see it clearly, or it's an assumption and presumption? So an x-ray is broken bones. Right, most, most exactly, exactly. Are, are right, are right, exactly. Intangible. Yeah, they it's they get wrong for 20 years. Of elimination, yeah. Especially, if, I mean, when it comes like, to the They head, get wrong, but a lot of times treatments totally work. What? The they get wrong, but their treatments end up working, even if it's not like... No, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. Whether they do, a lot of times works. A lot of times it doesn't work. And even when it does, it's often not the first time. But they had a real refuse back then that healed people from internal medicine. Internal there was a issues. big Kabbalist 250 years ago, they one of the greatest reforms. students of the Ramchal. His name was uh, Reb Moshe David Vali, the Ramad Vali. He wrote lots on Kabbalah. 
And he says that today's doctors aren't like they used to be. He says there aren't any real doctors. He says 250 years ago. No, he says no. the real doctors are all, it's all those days of someone who, real, who really understands medicine. Yeah. Someone who could look at somebody and oh. see their illness and know right away what herb they need. He says those things don't really exist anymore. Fine. Medicine obviously has come a lot of ways in other areas, yeah. that's for sure. What? Bad leeches, so. Yeah. Leeches and eels. But why is it because eels in the head because of electricity? Because, well, the, because, because they didn't know that they were just going to have a baby. Oh, 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 oh. So, back to the Biak the Bianca Vemden says about this Morgan Avram, he says, don't you know the Ibn Ezra, don't you know all those that distinguish between exterior wounds and internal wounds, what's the reason? An exterior wound, the doctor can be certain of how to, how to heal it. The internal stuff, what goes on inside, it's all guesswork. And therefore says of Yankovemden, in internal stuff, you, you go to God. It's only what the doctor knows for sure that you have to follow the doctor. And that's why he says, when the Morgan Avram says, if the Chayla says, I don't want the medicine, you shove it down his throat, it's only if it's tried, tested, and proven. Not if it's guesswork. And he, he gets that distinction from this Ibn Ezra, Abayna Bechaya. So Yankovemden is somewhat in their, in their uh, line of thought as well. The Vilna Gaon also believes that opinion, the difference of external versus internal. The Vilna Gaon had a brother who was ill, and they wanted to take him to a doctor, and the Vilna Gaon didn't let them take him to a doctor. Now, I don't know if in the end he went, or what happened to him in the end, that we don't know. Right. But the Vilna Gaon said, the, <laughs> the Vilna Gaon said this distinction. He said, internal wounds, you go to God. And he also said the same word to Ramban. For the doctor has permission to heal, even for internal wounds. The Chayla shouldn't go. He didn't want his brother to go. So the doctors asked him, so why did God make doctors? So he could have answered for external wounds. You know what he said? Why did God create Shkotzim, Chazirim? It's for the Goyim. It's for the Goyim. It's for the Goyim. No, he says... He said, if a Jew becomes a doctor, it's for the Goyim. It's for the Goyim. It's for the Goyim. To help you make up our nonsense. they got to be a witness. It's for the Goyim. got to bill you. So it's fascinating. So you have, oh. And there's another big fellow on this side. There's another big fellow. Rabbi Yankiv Emden had a number of people that he unfortunately didn't see eye to eye with. The Ramchal and the big, the uh, numerous people. The most amongst them was Yonis yeah, and Ibishes. Not mentioning that. Uh, <laughs> what? Sounds like you're avoiding that. Well, that's the guy we're getting. The most, of, okay. most amongst them, Yonis and Ibishes. And the reason get why the, he would, the reason please. why he couldn't, uh, the reason why that he couldn't handle Rabbi Yonis and Ibishes is he accused Yonis and Ibishes of being a follower of Shabbai Tzvi. Yonis and Ibishitz wrote many amulets, and in them were, in Rabbi Yankovemden's eyes, clear references. There was Shin Tzaddik's written there, all types of stuff about Shabsai Tzvi, Rosh Tevis, Gematria, this and that. He accused him of being Shabsai Tzvinik, <coughs> to the point that Rabbi Yankovemden's students put Yonis and Ibishitz's students in Cherem, and so to vice versa. If you were from Jew living in Germany then, you were in Cherem. It doesn't matter which, right. whichever side you're on, you're in Cairo. And it, it, Mamash and God, horrible. They're actually buried next to each other, funnily enough. They're kind of <laughs> close enough. 
and um, Yankee then the Pasha made a war against anyone that smelled of any uh, Sabbateanism. Do we have any of those amulets today that we can view them ourselves? We have some of them recorded. The Noi de was asked to get involved right. in this, and he has letters, and he said, listen, by looking at those amulets, it's tell. black and white, shop so he said, but because I know of your innocent Ibish, so we're going to have to try and explain. To, uh, but do you have it, what it said? What? He has, he has. He, so he makes reference to some of the things. The Pnei Yoshua was also involved in the argument, and he also he uh, supported Yaakov Emden. You know, the Yerush and Ibish was really in hot water. <laughs> Funnily enough, in this in this area, they actually both agree, because Rabbi Yonis and Ibish wrote a sefer on the Shulchan Aruch called Crazy Uplacy, which is another term for the Urim Vetumim that was in the Choshen, and in Hilchus Nida, he writes in a brackets. He says, I don't get it. On the one hand, we say the Abisha gave a doctor permission to heal. On the other hand, we say the best doctors go to Gehenna in the end of Kedushim. How do you fit those together? And he says, it depends. Is it an exterior wound or an internal wound? And he says like this. He says an exterior wound is like arithmetic. It's like mathematics. It's just clear. Or it's like engineering, whatever. That He said, it's mamish. It's, it's so obvious to the doctor of, of how to... It's not what happened here. It's who cares. It's, you know, let's just put it back together. Right. You know, let's fix Humpty Dumpty. Let's just fix it together. He says, such a thing, the, the doctor has rishus to do. That's the story in Pajas Mishpatim. Reuven Shimon had a fist fight, and that's what happened. But internal wound, which is guesswork. And Yoyas Naibush says, I don't want to tell you how many people the doctors called their, caused their demise by guessing and trying this and that, and the guy could have lived longer possibly had he not gone to the doctors. That's days, what he says, exactly. Yeah, yeah, especially in those days, right. Yeah. So Yonis and Ibershitz says the same thing. So you have Yonis and Ibershitz, you have Yaakov Emden, you have Rabbeinu Bechaya, you have the Ibn Ezra, who are all distinguishing between, and the Vilna gone between external wounds and internal wounds. And the Ramban, perhaps holds like them, or maybe more extreme. They should never go to a doctor. So you have lots of opinions on that side. But then you have one of the first people to come out very strong was the Mate Moshe, of Moshe Moss. He lives 500 years ago. One of the greatest students of the Maharshal in Lublin in Poland. The Mate Moshe is a very important work. And the Mate Moshe says, I'm aware of the Ramban. I'm aware of all these Rishonim that hesitate going to doctors. Says the Mata Moshe, we don't pass him like any of them. Not like the Ramban who's extreme and says never go, and not like those who differentiate between external wound and internal wound. He says you always go. And he says we have stories in Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the Gemara says, had an internal wound and he went to a doctor to get healed. He says, what, you, according to these opinions, Behuda Anasi was violating the will of God. He was a, one of the greatest tzaddikim that ever lived. It, uh, he says more than that. In Masech Gitin, there's two blots straight where the Gemara speaks about the most bizarre remedies yeah. for internal issues, yeah. internal diseases. Frek the Matamashi, what that whole, all those two letters of Gemara were written for, like the Ramban says, are people, someone who's separated from the congregation of God, like the Ramban coins him? Can't be. Doesn't make sense. And therefore the Mata Moshe says, bottom line is, you always go to a doctor. It doesn't matter where the wound came from, from another person or from a lightning bolt. It doesn't matter external, internal. You always, you ha- and he says, you have to go to a doctor. 
So that's, so that's already 500 years ago, and he was a halachist, not a philosopher. He was a halachist. Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshitz was a halachist, but Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshitz was a big makubal, amulets. He had his head in everything. Now, the fact that he mastered Nigla was just another... He mastered everything. You know, of course, he learned the whole time. But he, uh, he was a big philosopher as well, and he had his head in all, all in Yonim. The Mate Moshe was a halachist, strict halacha, and he says in the world of halacha, there's no room for these philosophical distinctions that if the doctor knows what he's doing, you go to him, but if it's guesswork, you turn to God. No, you always go to the doctor. That's it. After him came the Chidah. The Chidah is in the times of Yankav Emden, almost the same time, he's a couple decades younger than Yankav Emden, and the Chidah, in his Birke Yosef, which is his commentary on Shulchan Aruch, he writes that he's well aware of the Ramban and all this, but he says, the Chidah says that in the life that we live now, you can't rely, ain't same, but you can't rely on miracles. He says, the minute everyone goes to doctors, that's how you have to conduct yourself. And the Chidah says that great people go to doctors. And if you have a guy who says, no, I don't go to doctors, I rely straight on God, says the Chidah, it's forbidden. The Giver. You think you're better than everybody else? The Giver. Get off your high horse. And he said it's, he said it's Kimat Osir. So he flips it around. The Ramban wants to say it's also to go to the doctor. The Chidah says today it's also not to go to the doctor because you just smell of Giver. It's just few people bigger than you and greater than you have gone to doctors. You're not going to go. You're not going to go. So the Chidah flips it around. So you have the Matim Moshe and the Chidah vehement. Around the same time, was the Tshuva Me'ava. There was a lot of Fleckles who was not a Kabbalist by any means. In fact, we spoke about, he writes that, you know, Bechal, Yankov Emden was a Kabbalist, but he writes that he thinks the Zoya is not really from Rashbi, or maybe only very little. The Tshuva Me'ava went with that path. The Tshuva Me'ava says, I love Rashbi, but I don't think Zoya has anything to do with him, and therefore, you know, don't bring Zoya into Halacha. Faket, Shabzai Tzvi took the Zohar and got many of his Meshugasen from there. A very misnagdish tshuva from the Tshuva Me'avar, Belazar Fleckles. But to Belazar Fleckles, we brought, a, we brought a tshuva of his when it came to the discussion of honoring your father, honoring your Zayda. Anyhow, he tainas the same thing. He says that, I know what the philosophers say, but that's not halacha. In the world of halacha, the Eibishter gave you responsibility to watch after your body. You don't have the right to say, to, the Abish to made you sick, maybe came from an Aveira Taka. So you got to do two things. you got to do tshuva to God, but you also got to go to a doctor. you got to do both. you got to do both. If, had you not sinned in the first place, you wouldn't have to go to a doctor. But now that you did, you don't just have the right to do tshuva, you also got to go to the doctor, no matter what. So you have the Mate Moshe, the Chidah, the Tshuva Me'ava, who all say that in the view of Halacha, one is obligated, obligated, obligated to go to a doctor. So you have the philosophers on one side who want to distinguish different illnesses, this and that, maybe better to turn to God. And then you have the halachists on the other side who say black and white, one has no right to avoid the doctor no matter what the illness. Interesting. With this we come to number 10, a, tshuva, a letter of the Rebbe. The Adua says the Rebbe, it's known, this is from uh, way back when, from uh, Tovshin Yud Aleph at the end of the year. So uh, right, the Rebbe is already Rebbe. V'yodua asher 
the king hid a book of Rufus. This is a story the Gemara refers to very briefly. Chizkiah hid a book of Rufus. And the Chachom were very happy. What's it talking about? Major debate. The Rambam in the Me'iri, as the Rebbe is going to quote the Rambam, holds this was a book of magic. It was based on astronomy. It was written by someone who was involved in astronomy. It has magic in it. And the Rambam says people used to learn it just for the Chachmah Shabbat, but you can't practice it. That's how the Rambam and the Me'iri learn. And the Rambam is well known, didn't believe in astrology, and it's all, you know, it's all foolishness, that's what the Rambam believed. The Tashbates, one of the last of the Rishonim, says that this book was actually written by one of Noyach's kids, who a Malach came to him on the Teva, and taught him all the secrets of Rufua, and one of Noyach's kids wrote the Sefer. There happens to be that there's another Sefer, an old Yiddish book called the Book of Secrets, Sefer Horozim, which we know the Yidden had during the second base Hamikdash, and there's also tradition that Noyach wrote that book, the Sefer Horozim, based on what a Malach taught him on the Teva. But the Tashbet is saying something, you know, not to be confused, it's similar that a Malach came and taught one of Noyach's kids. Oh, in just a moment. So the Tashbait says this book of Rufus was written by one of Noach's kids who was taught it by a Malach on the Teva. The Rashba and the Radak say that this book was actually written by Shloimer and it was all about Rufus, Mamash Rufus. Rashi also learns that it was, it's all a book of physical Rufus. You know why Chizkiah hid the book? Because people were forgetting about God. If you had any illness, you opened the book to this page and you found what you had to do. So he hid the book. He hid the book. In order people should not know what to do and should turn to God. And the Chum were happy. So doesn't that teach you like the Ramban? Not to have both. Get rid of the Rafus. Just have God. So the Rebbe says, first of all, the Rambam learns the Kfar Nizar Rambam. The Rambam learns differently. The Rambam learned it's talking about Pirish is a safer Sgulus. It was a safer of, uh, as, of astro- astrological Sgulus and magical stuff. It's not talking about medicine. The Rambam writes in Pirish Hamishnai some Sachim and Murnavuchim. And the Rambam says, but medicine? The Nasna Torah Rashus, the Torah gave permission. The Apich Siddhis Rebbe says, Pirish Gamken Koyach, that the Abisha gave the power, Leroyfer to the doctor, the Raphos to heal. Now the Rebbe says, I, the Av Shadashri Ibn Ezra, I, the Ibn Ezra, holds what we saw, Shazer, Rak Becholi Shebechutz, only an outer wound, Veloi Bifnim, not the inner wound. And Re'e Gamkein, the Ramban, in the Psychal Torah, the Ramban Bechukosai, the Taz brings the Ramban in in, in Yeridea. So the Rebbe says, I, there's the Ibn Ezra, I, there's the Ramban, Harekvar, Halochar, Avachas, Be Yisrael, the halach is already widespread, like the Rambam, to use Rufus, and to trust that the Abishta will send his blessing through that doctor and, and through that medicine of Europeum and Helium. In other words, there's a happy medium. You go to the doctor, but you believe in God. Is somebody specifically asking if you should go to the doctor? The letter... Or was okay. a... It wasn't a mechtav quality. No, no, it's a private letter. It's an egress. It's a... 
I don't know. I don't know offhand what the. This is not in the, 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 the earlier part of the letter, just not related to, not so related yeah, to this point. This is just, not, wait, so the Evan Ezra would say that if it's an external wound, you're, you not, allowed, no, no, you're not allowed to stop Tashem? Go to no, 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 of course, of course, of course you do, of course you do. Of course you can, of course you can. Okay. But what? No, of course you can. I will tell you, though, that there's a difference. We said the Mate, Moshe, and the Chidor are on the same side. They're on the Poiskim side, you have to go to the doctors. But the Mate Moshe writes it, Mamash in a Masnagdish away. The Mate Moshe, I mean, he's before, he's in the 1500s. But he writes, You better go to a doctor. Don't place your trust in God. And that could Mamash be misconstrued. What he means to say is, Don't stand there saying, God help me, and that's it. But he writes the words, Don't just put your trust, don't say, I'm putting my trust in God. It's kind of like at, at, the, at the edge of the arms. Don't just stand there and don't just stand there. And right, right, right. Walk forward. Right, right. The, when the Chidor, though, says the same psak, but the Chidor says you have to go to a doctor, but the Chidor says don't believe in the doctor. The Chidor says go to the doctor, but don't believe in it. It's just the doctor's like the cover up of how the Abish is going to help like you. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. So it's just funny. The, the Chidor, who was a, yeah. a Makubal and everything, more of a Primistic, he words it. They're so saying the same thing, but the Chidor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the Shapiro always quotes that the Rebbe once told someone, Do you think he's the guy healing you? Yeah. <laughs> he needs someone. Exactly. It's just, an, it's just a cover up. It's just an excuse. It's just an excuse. Sock right. upon him. That is. the uh, lawyer. <laughs> Right, right. Rafi, you did. So by Heller, in Krav, by Heller, the guy doesn't get the Iker is the you did. Rabbi Heller says the Iker is the you did. When the Rebbe would say, "Go to a Rafi, you did," Rabbi Heller, I heard from him, he says the Iker is the you did. Close friend. The Rafi is just a cover up, right? right. It's just a cover up. But uh, that's how that's how the Chidor puts it. How you started this whole thing, Shayahu. Yeah. Where does that come from? That oh. I'll get you a source. I'll find you a source. I don't remember and, offhand. And the reason is because he because died he died at the hands of his at of yeah at the hands of his anical. Right, right. Didn't he and turn there was a whole thing with Levi Gorel. Yeah, but then his anical cut him. Doctor Levin calls it. It's a known thing. Tzitzis was sticking out. What? Fully? Who? That's what I remember now. Who would name? Your brother's office, Rafi. Named after his grand his wife's grandfather. There you go. His wife's grandfather. Just to end with one thing. He moved out of the <laughs> when, when the Friede Kerebbe was a kid, his father, the Rebbe Rashab, became very Don't tell ill. Him anything. Okay. Tell I already him. told him before. I asked him, what's your kid's name? Oh, gosh. So he says, Yishayo, I said, because I just heard that you don't name. He said, why? Said, what's the source? Then he asked me the source. You're on the hot plate now. Oh. This just comes <laughs> oh, to my so. point. <clears throat> Don't name after grandparents and mices. This is my guy. This is why you check. Year. This is the lawyer guy. He checks, he checks he, for his other lawyer friends. Is there anything yeah, wrong with yeah, this man? Yeah, yeah, this is a claim. He's a claim. He needs to he, And he actually looked up. He, he said the taste of three is Yishaya, not Yishaya. That's what he said. Like yeah, we'll get the source. <clears throat> when Frida Kreber was young, places to look. I, <clears throat> I set it all up. You guys know that we have now 110,000 swarm to choose from? Soon the Shurim are going to be 10 pages Shurim will plus. be three, four hours. <laughs> exactly. We expect we're starting. 6.30 we're starting. 6.30 we're starting. Um, 
When the Friedrich Rebbe was young, his father, the Rebbe Rashab, was ill, gravely ill. And the doctors told him, you're not going to make it. And the Rebbe Rashab said, the Eibishter gives Rishus for a doctor to heal. Hashem never gave Rishus for the doctor to give uh, yeah, the a death prognosis. Didn't the Rebbe say that? So the Rebbe would quote this often. Yeah. I saw that actually come, the Vilna Gaon said it as well. Just uh, <clears throat> you're, not a, you're not allowed to give a prognosis. You're okay. supposed to. Well, a negative the doctor one has a ne- right. The doctor has no right. The doctor's crazy. Yeah, with your mom. Because they would come in and start saying, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. How That's not your job. It's a famous thing. You're healers. What are you doing? I didn't ask, right. you, I didn't ask you for for a history or a prognosis. You have no right to say that, yeah. right? That's from the Friedrich Rebbe's source. I always felt the Rebbe Rashab said, the Rebbe Rashab. <laughs> <laughs> the Rebbe Rashab, Reb Rashab wrote a will. At that point, the Rebbe Rashab was so unwell, he wrote a will for the Friedrich Rebbe called Hanoich Lenar. Yeah. And, and the doctors told him, the Rebbe Rashab really was unsure what the future is going to be. He was, he was that unwell. But he told the doctor, don't tell me those things. You're no right to tell me that. How, how much taka longer did he live after? Uh, a couple decades. Oh. Oh, 30 years, maybe. There we go. <clears throat> yeah. prognosis. Yeah. Anyhow, all right, this is the... Thank yeah. you very much. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah.